One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but premium live events we have interviews roundtable discussions and a roundup of the week complete with a good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by michael sidgwick to review last night's episode of nxt and all the fallout from the great and god bless the united states a little bit too much wrestling for me on this episode of NXT. <laughs> I always think this on NXT. Hey, hey, hey. We had the wrestling on Sunday, guys. Yeah, it's too much of a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, too many, quite frankly, mediocre slash passable wrestling matches on this show. Um, but what little bollocks there was oh. was complete bollocks. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're excited about that because I've, I've got some bad news to start the podcast with. Uh, uh, just before we came in here, I got a I got a text from my new best friend potentially Stacks. Yeah. We're we're getting on pretty well, um, and he's you know less of a part timer than this one. So uh, <laughs> always good, hey, folks. Where is the lie? I'm <laughs> just back tomorrow. I think. Hey, all going well. Yeah, well he had Jeff Jarrett wrestling on Dynamite, so he'll be he'd definitely be in tomorrow. Um, but he said, you know, what with working the main event, the main event star that he is now as a as a tag team champion, he might not be able to make it on the pod today. Stick around. Oh. Don't go anywhere. Uh. There's a chance, but, you know, with, with delays and flights and what have you, I don't know. don't know if he's going to make it. He's, he's got a lot of commitments now, of course. He's representing the company. Has he got commitments for a few weeks' time? Um, I don't know. What, 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 what do you mean by well, that? Well, like, you know... You're going to be off in a few weeks. Yeah. For about a month. Is he going to be off as well? For He's a, a intimated. Reason? Yeah, he could be oh. really, his, his calendar's really, it's it, unrelated to me, obviously. because he's the biggest star now. Now he's the biggest star, because exactly. Because he's got championship goals. He's got uh, appearances to make. Yeah, he's going to be on like, um, you know. And that's the, alongside his other job as underboss. So. Yeah, and he's a wrestler, underboss, and now with him being a champion, I figure that he's going to do some, like, PR stuff yeah. and, like, the talk show circuit. Is he still going to do that if he loses the title? Um, it, Possibly. Okay. It, it's, 
I think basically once you win it, the thing how it works is they book you pretty pretty solidly up from let's just pick a date out of the air. August 17th for about a month. Yeah. He said he's yeah, just chocker, yeah. so he might <laughs> he might also miss the podcast, which would be a complete coincidence. Yeah, I've got yeah, yeah. Um, seen. But yeah, <laughs> he he said he may or may not be here, but you know, I guess I guess that's kind of reflective of this show because you had that cliffhanger of well, who on earth? For a split second I did think two dives might be coming back to NXT full disclosure. But then I didn't realise just not doing anything else. Yeah, just quite how like galaxy brain uh, that uh, HBK is now because you know what's that smell? Oh wait, Shawn Michaels is cooking. Well, he was cooking up some shit <laughs> <when it, laughs> as it pertains to Gabriel Stevenson. Oh boy, conspicuous by his absence on this show. I yep. noticed. Anyway, let's get into it. Big recap of the great. And God bless the United States. It's less and less words and more a Tony the Tiger impression into uh, just noises. Yeah. What was first on the show? I'm still, by the way, I'm still uh, still working on, and we're not going to talk about the, what the name is. I'm going to save it. Still working, uh, workshopping um, the name for the next NXT Premium Live event. All right. Have you workshopped any names for the Baba? Uh, Not that I want to know. I just want to know if you've thought about it properly yet or decided. We ha- I, we've settled on two, I think. Uh, and basically, depending on what he looks like, then again, they all just look like a big bag of skin, don't they, when they come out? Yeah. Big we're going to go from there. Little red. But I was very much, I don't know what you were like. We'll talk about this show in a minute. I don't know what you were don't like with, uh, with James and Charlotte. But I was very sort of, not non committal, but I didn't really mind. Like, basically, I said to Anne Louise. I'm so excited and happy to become a dad. I don't care what we call it. Not to the extent of like... It. Yeah. <laughs> or like... And I'm not going to say anyone's name because the chances... It's sod's law if I say, we're not going to call it this stupid bloody name. That someone's going to be like, hi, I've uh, been subscribed to the podcast for six years, but uh, goodbye. But I basically said, if there's a name that I don't like that you suggest, I'll speak up. But... I'm kind of open to to all options. What was it like for you? Our process, basically. We got, like, the someone bought us the, the baby names book yeah. and all the rest of it. We went through it. Um, my suggestions were not taken seriously. <laughs> I wanted to call my firstborn son Hiroshi. Hiroshi. Um, I'll go Kenny. No, is a second option. No? Okay. Uh, I wanted <laughs> Hiroshi, genuinely, because I'm a mark. Um, I want Kingsley as well. Ooh. Ooh. That was vetoed. Yeah. Um, so basically what we... Did you get any, like... You can have a middle name if... No, I didn't get that. No, none of that. <laughs> no, no, I got. I came up with the middle name, Alec. Okay. Oh, nice. Alec. Um, it was a joint decision, I think, for James. We basically went through... What of your, like, your ultimate best names? And then we did process of elimination of... I knew a dickhead who was called that. Yeah, yeah. You knew we were right... Coward school who was called that. So obviously you don't want those associations. So we came up with the, just a, each came up with a short list, eliminated names with connotations that we don't like, and then just arrived at the um, compromise. Mm, lovely names you chose. Um, do you know there's even an app now that you can do where you swipe on potential names until there's a match between both. It's called Kinder. 
That's a genuine thing. All right, okay. And you swipe, and so if you both like swipe right on Charlotte, for example, it'd be like, there's a match. You both actually like this name. So they've just, there's an app for everything now, yeah. basically. Uh, just like, eggs. Eggs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're down to two, I think. And I don't really mind either. We've got the middle names picked out, um, which is just sort of family stuff, you know. No middle or, names. I know. I've, I've not fancy got, them. I've not got one, so it's it's that doesn't. That's not the rule. Yeah, you don't have to give them two just because you haven't got one. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, well, we're getting our money's worth with this. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, I think, although, like, I don't know what it's going to be like. I assume it's going to be slightly different when it's my child. But whenever anyone shows me a picture of their new baby, or I get to hold it, and they go, "God, doesn't it look like blah?" Unless. It's like like me, unless it's got like bright ginger hair or whatever. I'm always like, it just looks like a big red screaming blob. To yeah. be honest, I can't pick out any. But uh, maybe it'll be <laughs> maybe it'll be slightly different when you become a father. Yes, we'll wait and see. Uh, so we get a big recap of the. I'll restart again. Right, and God bless the United States. And uh, we see the new tag champs arriving in style. They jump out of their SUV, uh, and um, they've got the belts with them. And Stack says, The champs are here! Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Immediately get jumped by Gallus. Obviously, the numbers game means that despite how hard Tony D fights back to try and save Stacks from... kicking ass. Yeah, Wolfgang and what have you. Um, they eventually get beaten up, left laying, and... Um, Joe Coffey's yelling about Gallus boys on top always. Well, not really. Yeah, <laughs> lost. I just I now have, uh, and I assume I'll be related to uh, parenting. You know, excited to become a dad, and then I've had that pang of realization of like, oh no, I don't have to just worry about myself now, or worry about myself and Anna Louise. There's going to be another thing I have to worry about twenty four seven. I get that a little bit with them now being tag champs. I said to you this morning, <laughs> I had a panic of... Tony D's your son. Yeah, basically. Um, I had a panic of, what if they say, right, now you've been up in the car park, we're having a rematch for the tag titles tonight, and then they lose them, and I don't even get like a week of enjoying this, but... Whew, Spoiler cool. alert. Spoiler alert. Cooler minds prevailed, or whatever the phrase is. Um, cooler heads. Cooler heads prevailed, thank you. You hate it when you get them. Oh, honestly. Oh, there was one on Raw, now you've mentioned that. And it really wound me up, but I've completely forgotten it. So what else wound me up? Horrific beatdown of your new tag team champions. Cut to commentary. Vic Joseph, you know, he has faults, we uh, we agree, when it comes to, to being a commentator. He also has the occasional... Oh, teachable moment! Teachable moment! But he was like, bloody hell. What a, what a rough opening. Wow. After the Great American Bash. Booker T just goes, ha ha! <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. So, right. I was watching um, the angle on TalkSport Radio yep. between Grado and Jeff Jarrett where Grado... I shared it all over Twitter. Yeah, where Grado, like, you know, beloved Scottish comedy wrestler, is, you know, saying, you know, I, don't, I can't go at Wembley. Um, a singlet's gathering dust. You know, I wouldn't mind getting in the ring with him. You know, he reminds me of... Uh, he, Auntie or something, yeah. Like, yeah. So he, like, he mocks Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff's like, 
you know, don't piss me off. <laughs> and just looks at him, slaps him in the face, hits him with the guitar, and the dickheads Ugh. in the talk sports studio, and so many of them are dickheads in there, just laugh. Mm. Like, Jared. ruin the moment. Yeah, Jared, you have to smarten them up. There was like, the, just the, say, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. You're meant to react as if, like, your, your beloved colleague's been, like, really badly hurt. Yeah. And they just laughed. Yuck it up, don't they? they just laughed when he got hit with the guitar. And I'm thinking, right, okay, the talk sports presenters and production staff or whoever's in that studio obviously think wrestling's stupid, so they're going to laugh at it. And, you know, that's their prerogative, and it's fine. Booker T is meant to sell <laughs> this as... Is he like a heel commentator? He's not really. He, he, it's a bit like when Corey Graves used to poop all over Elias. And you're like, no, no, no. It's real simple dynamic, this. If they're a bad guy, you think... Well, basically, if they're a, yeah. if they're a bad guy, you think... Hey, 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 hey. You are right. But sometimes they just go... No, I'm a baddie, but even I dislike these baddies. But, and then sometimes, yeah, he's the opposite. Yeah. He had, a, he had a quite the night. We'll get, we'll no, get back to this. He always does. We'll circle back to this. By the way, watch that clip again of the, the Jeff Jarrett thing, because there's someone who isn't uh, necessarily smartened up to... Yes, uh, yeah. In the like, production room, who's like, Jesus Christ! I was like, get them in. Yes. They'll sell it better than, than these two bellends yucking it up, or Booker T. Anyway... JC Jane shows up and tells Vic Joseph to shut up uh, and says, I'm going to finish what I started at the bash um, with the bird person. But this time there's going to be no one to pull me off uh, of Lyra Valkyria. And uh, she attacks Lyra during her entrance and they have to fight. And I don't know why. Every match looks better when they're fighting in sort of smoke or whatever it's called. Uh, dry ice. Dry ice, yeah. It was, I don't know why. It's just a childhood sensibility. It's like, yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, do they brawl back and forth stuff? Yes, JC Jane got some offense in, but I think we all kind of knew, especially with considering who the champion still is and the way that Lyra Valkyrie has been positioned, which way this was going to go. JC Jane got some decent offense in. Uh, she got knocked outside at one point. Lyra um, drop kicks her through the ropes, chucks her back inside. Big old crossbody. Uh, she hit a Northern Light suplex for a near fall. Uh, JC Jane came back though and hit her with a spine buster to get a two count as well. Um, JC Jane nails her with a super kick, goes to that discus clothesline, but Lyra Valkyria ducks underneath it, roundhouse kick to JC Jane, uh, big frog splash, one, two, three. Um, not, not a lot wrong with this. <laughs> yep. It wasn't great, was it? No, it was very it's straightforward. Just it's yeah. just there, very straightforward, yeah. just there. Minimal JC Jane faces. Yes, or noises. Yeah, I wonder if she's been told to turn, uh, tone it down. We still got that. Maybe has that has that that's not disappeared off the. Is this it? Hang on, this. I think this is it. I missed this because I I've missed your chuckle at the end of it. It's because they're on the main roster now, aren't and they? they've disappeared from the earth. Yeah. They've been corrupted. No. <laughs> and there's, there's only room for certain amounts of that, apparently. Yeah. Um, worrying stuff next. Backstage, Trick Mano Gang are uh, discussing what happened uh, at the premium live event. Uh, Trick's putting Mello over. Greatest performance ever. It was up there for me uh, in terms of what Carmelo Hayes has been able to do in NXT. Um, Mello's not happy about Tr Trick having to take a stray shot 
for him. But hey, Trick doesn't mind. Um, you know, they'll, they'll always be together. But uh, then there's a pause and Trick takes a moment and says, look, what I said last week still stands. I've got to start doing this for me. Uh, Mellows look, look, says, look, I get it. Um, but you're right there with me. I'm world champion. You're right there with me. Um, Trick says, look, I'm not a sidekick. And I was like, I don't think you're my sidekick. And he's like, I know you don't thank you. I know you don't think that. But the fans do. You beat Ilya Dragunov. It's my turn to get him now. I want to slay the mad dragon. Mello respects that. Trick says, look, this isn't a breakup. I've just got to be my own man. And they hug. Trick heads off. A tease of a Trick Mello gang split here. I like this, no matter how it turns out. If it's just a uh, amicable split. Like, I don't really want to see Trick and Mellow have a feud. No. I know that goes against every sensibility, um, but I think it's a nice way of going about it. It just feels more organic. It feels less hokey and contrived if I'm going to turn on you. And I know that's... Yeah, less trodden path, certainly for WWE. Indeed. Um, But at the same time, if this is their way of doing the slow burn version of that, even better... Mm. It should feel more organic. It should feel like there's two mates. They want the best for each other. They each have different opinions on where they'd like to take the act, and they've had this, you know, this harmonious disagreement. If that's the first beat of a story that does bring the feud together, I think that's much better. It's more, I don't know, it feels more believable. Mm. You're just that's that they're going. Lose to Ilya, then go to the LA Dojo. Lose yes, to Ilya, yes. then go to... Like, Trick, Trick Williams has got an yeah, insane yeah. potential. Uh, right, Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage in the trainer's room, uh, trying to find out a medical update on Tony D and Stax. And Tony D says, Oh, medical update? You want a medical update? Gal, is a goddamn dead man walking. Stax says, That was an act of desperation, boss. We won the titles of the bash, and now... And Tony says, Oh, and now... Gallus can turn that goddamn little car around, bring their asses right back here, because we want them tonight, and I mean all of Gallus. Stock says, but done. That's three on two. Tony says, eh, I'll make a call. Stock says, what? A call? Call to who? Tony says, eh, who? You know who. We'll see if he picks up. Let's get out of here. Oh, my God. Looking back now, the breadcrumbs, the lore, the storytelling, mwah, perfect. You thought Two Dimes was coming back from the I dead. I thought Two Dimes was coming back, back at one point, but later on, oh, looking back now, it's like it's like when you see the end of, like, uh, Usual Suspects or a classic twist film that doesn't have as problematic uh, issues now. I realize I'm talking about that. Um, and you're like, oh, my, the answer was right there all along. It's That's just, that's cinema. And that's what this was. What's next on the show? Dirty <laughs> uh, Dom and Mammy. Out they come. I, I was highly entertained by their antics last night. Oh, boy, they were uh, they were on one. So uh, Rhea yells about the fact that Dirty Dom is uh, still North NXT North American champion. And Dirty Dom says, Mammy's always right. Um, she says, like, the great American bash, Dom proved he's more of a man than Wesley and Mustafa Ali, as well as each and every one of you. Uh, and Dom, over booze, of course, says, that makes me the greatest luchador that's ever lived. And Rhea's like, that's a fact. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Um, but they're interrupted 
by one Dragon Lee. He, uh, he says, I'm not going to let uh, Dom disrespect the NXT universe or his heritage any longer. Uh, and Rhea's like, who's this? Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr. That was terrible. Uh, I did like Dragon Lee just saying, I don't like you. Back his to, deadpan was good. Yeah. His deadpan was good here. Uh, he says, I'm not sure about you being the uh, greatest luchador of all time, Dom. Uh, I don't believe you. The fans don't believe you. And even if you're honest, you don't believe you. Rey Mysterio is the greatest. Dom fires back. I made the Mysterio name relevant. Um, and Lee's like, come on, mate. You're only the champion because of uh, Mammy. And uh, you got your uh, your cojones in a goddamn push. Your balls in a goddamn push. Huh? Didn't quite say it like that. No. But um, <laughs> not Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Rhea says, my guy's balls are <laughs> uh, better than yours, basically. Um, and he's like, all right, then, prove it. Next week, NXT North American Championship match. And uh, Dom's like, oh, I'm a fighting champion. Like, Rhea's going to be in my corner, you know. Uh, she says, wherever my Latino heat goes, I go. And Dragon Lee's like, why don't you say that? Because I'm not going to be alone either. And who appears on the screen but the biggest deadbeat dad in the world? I'm talking, of course, of Ray Bloody Mysterio. Huge baby. Um, probably because the fans, you know, sometimes when they go, and that's why I'm going to fight you for the world title next week, and everyone's like, no, they're not here next week. Well, it's the, it's NXT, so they're like, well, I'll be sat in this exact same seat next week. Yep. Get in. Uh, Ray Mysterio appears, though. He says, I'm going to be coming. For free. I'm coming, <laughs> coming next week. Uh, I'll be in Dragon Lee's corner. He's the real future of Lucha Libre. Uh, hate to break it to you. I'm going to have the best seat in the house, though, uh, to watch Dragon Lee take away your title. Exciting stuff. Huh? Good, good enough segment. With, with, the, with extra patter later. Oh, yeah, the backstage stuff. I was just about to say the backstage stuff later was uh, was class. Mm. Um, so Mello's uh, backstage on his own now, of course, when Wesley comes in. Bloody hell! Bloody lost again, didn't I? He's furious. <laughs> Mello's like, you all right? <laughs> Clearly not. Um, he says, look, uh, he's like, uh, Lee's like, you like you even care. Mello's like, hey, I got my ass kicked as well on Sunday. Um, save all that self-pity, basically. Uh, Lee's like, oh, I've lost three weeks in a row. I'm scratching, I'm clawing here. You don't know what it means to be me. He's like, yeah, calm down. I went to war as well, like I said. Um, he says, look, I've beaten Ilya now. Maybe I'm going to have a rematch with him. Maybe someone else will step up to the plate. Wesley sort of implies it's, it's going to be him. Very exciting to see what happens next with Wesley. Uh, and then in comes Noam Dar and Oru Mensa, a name that I can say a lot easier than the person who professionally commentates on NXT. Uh, Noam Dar's got his, let's be honest, fake heritage cup. And uh, Wesley's like, what the f- this is the last person I want to show up now. This bell end. Uh, and he says, you're not the heritage cup champion. It's a second. That is, of course, Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Uh, and Noam Dar says, well, Nathan Fraser never meet, never beat me or meet me. He probably did meet him because they bumped into each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Don beat you. A scrap breaks out to set up a tag match later. Yeah. What am I meant to say about this totally functional, contrived WWE uh, everyday booking? Mm, exactly. It is. Move on. It is a staple. Yeah, move on. Thea Hale. 
ah. is absolutely gutted, gut inconsolable, dejected. She's there. Disconsolate. Yeah, she's there with Duke Bloody Hudson and Andre Chase for an interview. And Mackenzie uh, asks her about getting emotional after a loss. She says, look, I gave it everything. Um, Mr. Chase threw in the towel. I didn't give up. Andre Chase says, look, I know you didn't give up, but I, I had to throw the, the towel in. Thea sort of snaps back at him. You didn't need to do that. Baron Corbin comes in. He goes, all right, piss off. And they're like, no, this is our allotted time. And he's like, all right, well, let's wrap this up. Apologize to her. She lost. And uh, Andre Chase gets a jab in. <laughs> Surprised you even got to watch the match after being chucked around by that Olympic gold medalist. That's probably because he was still standing at the end yeah, of no. the match. <laughs> but um, Corbin says, all right, I'll do it for you. And he's like, oh, hello, little girl. You should pack your things, find something else to do. This clearly isn't for you. And uh, Andre Chase says, that's it, Corbin. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> I love it. I love a, a random swear from Andre. Every time it pops Every me. Every bloody time. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk, not going to let you talk to Thea like that. And Corbin's like, oh, put your big boy pants on and let's have a bare knuckle fight then. He walks off. They're going to they're gonna have a match in a bit. And Andre Chase is like, hey, I'm not going to let him talk about you like that. And she shrugs it off. Oh, I didn't like seeing this side of, of Thea Hale. Not nice. No. Never nice. Never nice. Just, I assume that's what it's like when, like, Charlotte's just sad. You're like, well, no, you're meant to be, you're a child. Yeah. You're meant to exude happiness all the time. It just, it felt so surreal. Yeah. But also. Unsettling. It's just upsetting. <laughs> Then we got Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak. Not bad. They two kicked each other's asses. Not bad great. at all. I really enjoyed this because um, they both know they're, they're far too good probably for NXT and they can lay it in. Uh, Thorpe charges him straight away, uh, beats him up. High crossbody gets a two count early on. There's a, just a slugfest. There's a really rough looking clothesline and a bump from Eddie Thorpe. Um, but then he, he charges at Dijak. Dijak moves and he hits the post. And, well, that's basically the uh, the target of the attack for the rest of the match for Dijak. He works over the arm. He posts him a few more times as well. Uh, Thorpe did fight back. He hit a big suplex uh, at one point. Um, but when he goes to hit, well, he does hit his elbow drop. But, of course, he's, it's the injured arm, the injured elbow. Um, and uh, that means that Dijak has a chance to recover. Again, targets the arm. He gets a super kick into his shoulder and then a big roaring kick that drops uh, Eddie Thorpe for the one, two, three. I could see a lot more of this. I wish they'd been given more time. I immensely enjoyed this for what it was. You know what I love about a goddamn pro wrestling match is when you're able to suspend your disbelief mm -hmm. in the moment. And if you're unable to do that, then make it spectacular. Make it absolutely spectacular. But it just, it's different when you see a little, it's a, even something like quite uh, understated and a small sort of touch. It just like gets you fired up. Like they're having this match and at one point, like, I don't know who's agenting these two matches, but it, was almost, it wasn't as good as Dragunov Breaker, but someone in that system gets it. Yes. The bit when Dijak just goes to strangle him because he's just been hit and he's pissed off. It's like, I love it when it feels like it's going awry, but obviously it isn't. I love that. Just, uh, <laughs> I just want to strangle you, Wilborn. Yeah. I want to be like I want to be like Donovan Dickhead. It was he's, awesome. He uh, really has turned it around, even though oh, he's yeah, lost yeah. on several occasions. 
he seems a far bigger star than when he was anywhere else, arguably, no, aside no. from when he was having those kick-ass matches with Keith Lee all those years ago, of course. Yeah, well, like, the, the the one in PWG. <laughs> I always thought it was so overrated when it got to the NXT. Let's do that again. Yeah. Keep doing it. What they did was do that, a bit less boring. <laughs> it is the Fed. <laughs> a bit more boring, sorry. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, Tony D is uh, is on the phone to their potential mystery partner. He's like, oh, you're never going to believe it. They got us right outside the goddamn car. Uh, look, if anyone understands, it's you. Business is business. If you do this for me, we're even Steven. Good? All right? Stax comes in. Jim Boss. Terrible. I'll never understand how you can do a good Tony D and your Stax. Is, yeah. they're, dis- they're not too dissimilar. No, it's, it's quite close. But uh, yeah, I'll keep practicing. Uh, oh, he's on the way, says, says Tony D. You look at it now, and if anyone, he's they got us right outside the car. If anyone understands, it's you. It's right there, but I didn't see it at the time. No. And that, oh, man, that is M. Night Shyamalan-esque twist. What was next on the show? <laughs> Dana Brooke was next. <laughs> Uh, Kalani, <laughs> Kalani Jordan's there. They're watching back Dana's match with Cora Jade. Dana says, uh, she took me to a dark place. Uh, and Kalani's like, well, that's clearly where you needed to, to be. And, uh, Dana says, yeah, look, I just lost it. And when I put my hands on that kendo stick, I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Brooke has been stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and now she's... Much like Edge going to that place. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the thing they they gave Randy Orton when it was like IED intermittent explosive disorder? That's what she's got now. Yeah. I, I I didn't mean to kick an old man's head off. I've got IED. Also, so what was it? Intermittent intermittent explosive disorder. I think. I guarantee someone pitched it as just saying, just say he's got explosive disorder or ED. Because it's funny because that's also when you can't get a cat, can't get hard. 
Can't get a, you can't get a, your cack to get one. That explains a lot why he's just randomly beating the crap out of the McMahons. But yeah, that's Dana Brooke now. She uh, she liked the pain or whatever. Uh, Colin's like, hey, Dana, you're a badass. Um, and she says, hey, that's what you need to find. She just suddenly, t- I don't know what this was, because she went, yeah, you need to find some aggression, actually. Call someone out. Find your killer instinct. You'll need it. What was this? Uh, terrible is what it was. Like, sorry, are you turning on her now? <laughs> She's supported you this entire way. Yeah, I am a badass, actually, and you suck. She's doing gymnastics routines with me. That's what you told me to do. Honestly, it's, it's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. Uh, then it was uh, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferroz uh, against Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. Um, short match. Incredibly finished, rushed. Uh, finish kind of came out of nowhere. Ferroz got isolated, basically. Good hot tag to Ulyssa Leon, who cleaned house. Uh, Electra Lopez broke up a pinfall, and they did the usual spot of, right, Lopez and Ferroz, and then uh, the Ulyssa Leon gets rid of Lopez finally, but turns around, and that's given Lola Vice sufficient time to recover. Nice super kick, nice head kick from uh, from Lola Vice to get the one, two, three. Yeah, Lola Vice obviously being in NXT, so this is fine, is nowhere near the finished article, which has got... The things that they've taught her to do and the act. Mm. See the bare bones of the act. There's a bit of fire, a bit of aggression. Yeah. Honestly, good snap. Uh, but, you know, way, way off from being anything good. And it ruled out Electra Lopez, considering her history with the family, as being the third person in the main event as well. So I was crossing names off you my learned, list. Because if you'd crossed her off, you would have arrived. You had no idea it was no. Santos. Uh, we get a TikTok from uh, NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton, who's doing her makeup and sort of recapping what happened at the great... At the... Uh... And God bless the United States. It reminded me a bit of uh, something that I've I've really got got into watching during the the pandemic through Anna Louise. She's watching this guy, uh, this girl who does a thing called murder mystery and makeup. Right? You know, I love a good brutal murder story. Yeah. She just she does this. She does her makeup, and she's like, "Let me tell you about Ted Bundy." At the same time, it's really good. It's, it's available as a podcast. Go and check it out. All oh, right. Okay. I'll find out what it's called. I, want to, I don't think I'll ever watch that. I want to say, uh, uh, you know, we can just listen to it if you if you and I but like. She's doing makeup. How the f- what the f- am I meant to get out of that? <laughs> no, but she's just doing it. So you can just watch. Girls can watch her do her makeup, or you can just listen to her, and she's just telling a cool story about a mass murderer, basically. If you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> and her name's like Frankie Kazarian or something. Hang on, murder. What <laughs> mystery? Murder mystery Mondays. What's her name? Bailey Sarian, that's it, not Frankie Kazarian. Asshole. <laughs> but yeah, go and check her out. Maybe. Um, so I'm yeah. watching a, a, an anime on Netflix tonight, I think. Oh, yeah. Paprika, just debuted. I'm going to watch that. Quite critically acclaimed, so I thought, you know what? You usually know what they're talking about. Hmm. I'm, I need to finish watching The Witcher, actually, because um, the last bit of the new season's just dropped, and then I might watch The Bear. Andy Murray just recommended yeah. that, didn't he? Looks good. Um, anyway, Tiffany Stratton, do her makeup. 
Get ready with me to celebrate retaining my NXT Women's Championship at the Great American Bash and Galileo's Universal Sales. <laughs> she didn't say that bit, right? Uh, this past Sunday in Texas, I faced a little girl for. What? Do that again. <laughs> this past Sunday in Texas. Uh, what? This past Sunday in Texas, I faced a little girl full of energy. Damn. I'm not going to lie. That little girl pushed me. There are so many matches in the match rounds, give up. But my arm is hurting so bad, I li- literally could have passed out from the pain. But after weeks of torture, it's finally over. Next week, I'll be back to grace you all with my presence again. Who knows what I'll do? Maybe I'll pick my next opponent, <laughs> dude. Maybe I'll try to- What was that last bit? <laughs> she saw me coming to serve for a little bit. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, you got pitted. Totally pitted, dude. Maybe I'll pick my next opponent. Maybe I'll have a tooth of pressure. Or maybe I'll just do whatever the heck I want. Whatever I do is going to be fabulous. Toodles! I love her. She's the best. You love her. Where's Von Wagner on this show? I'll tell you what. The, Where's Von? Wait, what's happening with Von? Well, he hopefully the, we'll get to Bron in a little bit. Um, but the replay of that, they, why didn't they show that angle of the spear before? It looked awesome. Anyway, uh, NXT champion Carmelo Hayes, former North American champion Wesley, they teamed up to take on Noam Dar and Aura Mensa of the metaphor. Aura Mensa, there it is. That's his name. Aura Mensa. Aura Mensa. Booker talked about the Green Hornet at one point. <laughs> huh? <laughs> like, when I say. For a while, I mean, too long. <laughs> what are you doing, Bug? It was a bit like Corey Graves' uh, impression of Ludwig Kaiser. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's the Green Hornet. It was, I think he was, he was in reference to Trick and Mellow and what have you and sidekicks. And, and I sort of tuned that out. That's what I often do with WWE commentary. And then about a minute later, I was like, is he still talking about the Green Hornet? And then at one point... Big Joseph, who's clearly getting more and more each week to the end of his tether with Booker. And he really wants Booker T, I suppose, to have a... Oh! Teachable moment! Teachable moment! Because Booker at one point says, like, main man mentor, right? And he literally just went, Mensa. Mensa, Booker. <laughs> and I was like, is everything all right, guys? you want to concentrate on that? No? Okay. Um... But yeah, I did like Wesley. He's got a bit of an edge to him now. There's a there's a turn explicitly uh, coming. He's doing the complaining thing. Yeah. Um, sort of teases heel stuff in the match as well. He was the one who dove through the ropes onto them before the match even started. They brawled at ringside, go to a break, come back. Lee's getting worked over. Mello obviously gets the hot tag. Uh, I, I will say this, because we haven't really talked about him a great deal because he's just been being a corpse for a long period of time. Noam Dar bumping and feeding for, for Mello looked awesome here. It did. It, it did. makes him look incredible. Shout out to Noam Dar. Um, Lash Legend gets involved at ringside, pulls him uh, out of the ring at one point whilst Wesley's going up top, which would feed into something later. Um, uh, uh, after we go into a break and then came back, yeah, um, they are... Dar's in the middle of the ring. Wesley's gone up top, and for the second time... The women have sort of got in and gone, no, you're not doing this. Uh, uh, I think it was Jakara Jackson this time, standing over um, Noam Dar to protect him. It's like, if you're going to hit him, you're going to have to go through me. And supposed 
baby face. Wesley's like, all right, just jumps at her. She has to get out of the way uh, at the very last second. Um, he hits like a wicked twisting sent on. Um, there's a, a break up of the pin and then everything gets oh, everything gets in there. Um, Mensa gets nailed with a kick and uh, it looks like Wesley's going to finish it off with a cardiac t- kick on Dar, but accidentally he hits Mello with the cardiac kick. Lee gets super kicked by Mensa. Dar hit a shining wizard. One, two, three. Afterwards, Lee's like, where were you? Why did I get pinned sort of thing? Mello's like, calm down. And uh, Wesley's pissed. He's probably going to be the next opponent for Carmella Hayes, which would be a wicked yeah. match. And I just, yeah, I like this new direction for Wesley's character. I don't, I just, there's already Mustafa Ali on this show whose whole thing is the aggrieved complainer. And I don't need another, I think it's such a woeful gimmick. Like, Bret Hart did it to such unbelievable effect in early 1997, that anyone else who does it now, I just, he had, like, legitimate grievances, like the landscape was shifting under his feet, and, you know, he hit the direction. Goddamn happeners business. Yeah. And, like, like and then he sort of just embellished it, and, like, the results weren't going his way, and he was, like, pissed off the high heaven, and it felt like, not bread. And it was like, he's kind of, a, he's, it was the perfect heel turn because he had a bloody point in his yeah. own head. At the same time, he was like, he was being a bit of a moaning bastard. You've uh, lost a match and now you're whinging. Mm. I can understand he's, you know, to a certain extent, yeah. So he, I think it is Brett-esque in terms of, he's kind of justified in all this. He's just gone, oh, I'll take a fight then with Dom. I'm trying to keep the fans in saying, I want to be a fighting champion. I don't duck any challengers. And then for gone and done that and then on my rematch I kind of had that much match one as well or uh, you know was involved in the finish with a stolen thing for Dom and now God, now I've done this I've watched decades of a broken system right it wasn't that broken when Brett was there it was still like North American carny wrestling but maybe I was just younger and less you know wound up by just the repetition of carny nonsense when there's a character aggrieved by a broken system and yet that broken system has been in place for like 20 years. <laughs> I just tend to think we'll go to New Japan then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just go to a, a, a meritocracy with like a decent sporting framework. The referees are stupid there as well. But, you know, nine times out of ten, the people who win, win. Yeah. Because they're meant to. <laughs> because um, they're the most skilled. And Wesley will have, show a, the most fight. have a job on his hands being the best heel in NXT. Because Bron Breaker's a thing. Oh, yeah. This promo... I wanted to reach through the screen and punch him, and not just because he's talking about our guy, Vaughn. Vaughn? Why didn't you respond, Vaughn? Where is your promo on this goddamn show? <laughs> but Bron says, uh, and this was the bit where they showed that clip, and I legitimately like, I'm going to rewatch that, because I don't think I've seen that angle before, and it showed you just how far Vaughn got speared by Bron Breaker, and it, just, it throws himself into it. It looked awesome. And Bron's, yet, Bron's saying, oh, how are you feeling after last week, Vaughn? Uh, I've been fascinated to watch your story unfold over the past couple of weeks. It's touching, but you're a nobody just like your dad. We're getting close, man. They could get the Beverly Brothers music because he's keep referencing his father, please. I'm not saying I'm like um, chronically early 90s pilled, but my God, have 
when Bron does the big, right, okay, I was a dickhead for a year, I'm going to turn babyface. Do the Steiner Brothers theme. <laughs> yes. Da, 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 and then Von's his opponent to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, he says, you're soft like your dad, Von. Uh, if you don't like that, why don't you come and find me? But if you do, you know those pictures of you with scars on your head as a child? It's going to be nothing compared to what happens after I'm done with you. Oh, my God. I want Vaughn to kick this guy's ass. Yes. That's good. Good promo. Just, just to clarify, Sidgwick, I will also be kicking other parts of his body. Otherwise, <laughs> actually, you know, it might be good ring psychology to simply incapacitate one body part, in this case, his asshole. He has isolated the ass. <laughs> For God's sake, Vaughn, stop concentrating on his goddamn ass. Uh, please, just next week, right? I'm not saying, you know, steal everything. You know the bit at the start of Collision where they have the, tonight, I'm going to do the, give me that with Vaughn and Bobby next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have to have Bron respond, just have Vaughn cut an impassioned promo at the start. Because I need me some goddamn Vaughn and Bobby. Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio, pat of legends that they are, they're, yeah. in the, they're in the parking lot when they are confronted by Axiom. Nerd! Problem is, <laughs> they don't realize it's Axiom. Popped my <laughs> stupid tits off at this. He's like, God, I Axiom's like, God, I can't wait to do until next week and you lose that North American title. And he's like, what are you talking about? Didn't you just... We were just chatting to you out there, and you were putting over Rey Mysterio. He's like, no, I'm Axiom. Uh, Mustafa Ali comes in saying, look, we need to talk. Rhea's like, you lost. He's like, well, I didn't get pinned. Axiom's like, what's going on? And as um, Mustafa turns around to explain what's going on to Axiom, Rhea and Dom use this as distraction as a reason to leave. Um, Axiom's not happy about being disrespected. Must have thought Ali's not not happy about the fact that when he turns around, they've gone. He says, "I've been distract. I've been disrespected for six years." Yeah, and I haven't heard the end of it. Why don't you worry about scripts? Pay attention, please, or whatever you need to bloody worry about. Mustafa Ali's character, the perennially aggrieved Mona, <laughs> like it sucks. Yeah. Like, leave. I know you're trying to, but leave. Yeah. I know you're trying to, but, like, if that's his character, like, it just, oh, I hate it so much. It just reminds me, yeah, it is a broken system. Yeah, they probably should have done loads more with Mustafa Ali. Yes. Yeah, but I'm still tired of him complaining about it because that's his life. Yes, please. Like, if there's one person who should be complaining on a podcast, who should be complaining about WWE, it's me. I do it on the podcast. Yeah, hey, yeah. That's my job. <laughs> like, turf. Yeah, he, uh, nothing against Mustafa Ali, the person. I'm just looking forward to the day he gets the is all elite thing now, basically. Because I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, Anyway, next up was Andre Chase versus Baron Corbin. And full disclosure, this is the least I've watched an Andre Chase match ever. Well, because I I wasn't paying attention to any, aside from the Chase U stomps. Yeah, yeah. I barely made any notes on the match. Okay, um, just to fill in that gap then, so it's quite important. This was a match between Andre Chase and uh, Baron Corbin. Right, so I didn't miss much. And all of that that entails. The story, though, was Thea Hale, conflicted Thea Hale. Next doing that thing again. 
Where it clicks. I do not need a bad neck on top of everything else. It's gone. <laughs> in a good way, gone, or, you know, like, it's gone. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> no, that's no, gone. It's uh, The pain is gone. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> what the hell? What the f*** are you talking about? It's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> Suddenly, I just look like M. Otis. <laughs> Your head flops down. <laughs> oh, bollocks, it's gone. Thea Hale's very sad at ringside, and uh, at one point, uh, Corbin gets chasing a single-leg crab, and she's like, yeah, see how you like it. She goes to throw the Chase University towel in, but Baron Corbin catches it and just throws it back at her and tells her to piss off, and she does. Duke bloody Hudson's like, what is going on? He's distracted. Andre Chase is distracted. He gets hit with the end of days, does Andre Chase. Corbin covers him one, two, three. Thea, come on! Get with the program. Uh, you know, she's, she's taking this loss very, very badly. You know what? Like, it's that's good. Mm. This is like the most wins and losses have mattered in WWE for like about 20 years. Yeah, she should have a word with Kofi Kingston, really. Yeah. Oh, well. Lost the World Championship. Who likes pancakes? What? What's this? You were world champion and you were embarrassed. I don't remember. Don't forget, though, he crushed the pancakes. It was long-term storytelling, right? I remember there, when baby. they were like, oh, no, he's gonna be, he's gonna be Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania because he crushed some pancakes backstage. <laughs> uh great uh, video. Did he end up beating Brock Lesnar? Uh one second, I'll just check uh, Cage Mac. No! No! <laughs> of course he didn't. Um where were we? Oh yeah, great video package on Roxanne Perez and her performance and going back home and blah 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 and we see them meeting the, her, seeing her family beforehand. The bit at the gaming con thing with Blair Davenport. Then the match. Her sister getting mentally scarred, basically. And then Roxanne Perez celebrating afterwards, hugging her mom, hugging her sister, uh, and saying, "I'm done apologising to anyone. No one can break me." I really like Roxanne Perez. Yeah, me too. Too good for this brand, arguably. Yeah, she is. Uh, she is. This She's is a great challenger for Rhea Ripley. I know she's because that was. Oh uh, yeah, like. It has, we've said this before, you know, people, it was a Bron, Mello, Roxanne for the past six months to a year, arguably, every time they have a big match and they lose, we go, cool, guess that's it, onto the main roster, they're more than ready, uh, and Roxanne Perez would be a, a sensational out-of-nowhere challenger for Rhea Ripley. She'd lose, because Rhea has to face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania in the main event for me, but it's not like... Here's Natalia again or whatever. But hey, let's not put Natalia down. She had that one good match in the past decade. Um, we get, honestly, a shot that could probably be entered into next year's Oscars. I don't know. I never know when they are. When are the Oscars? February? Or I just made that up. I think it's February. Um, but the shot of just a foot stepping out the car. Was Best Chris Rock Will Smith this year or last year? Ooh. I think it was last year. Yeah, it feels like the memes and Chris Rock. And he's had this special out about it, hasn't he? Or at least where he re references it. 2022, yeah. yeah. The slap heard around the world, slap gate. The Oscars slap. Thank you. <laughs> the slap. One of the maddest things I've ever seen in my life. I was like, because we obviously we wake up to that. Yeah. Sorry, what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> and this wasn't a gimmick? No. Okay. <laughs> Might watch it when I get back to my desk. Oh, it's I, I don't know if I don't know if I can. It's one of those things I just like, oh no, I can't. I don't wanna I don't wanna no. 
he's a good swearer, and it's again, it's good character work from Will Smith because you know he don't he doesn't have to cuss in his rap no. to sell records. So for him to not only do it but like put all that venom behind it was oh my god. Plus he was laughing about ten seconds before the swearing is what I'm endorsing. Nothing else. Yes. Not getting bloody roped into that. Anyway, um, cinema. The uh, foot stepping out of the car to tease who the person... I, I genuinely still had no idea at this point. Um, the metaphor... Because it made no sense, but <laughs> carry on. The metaphor are celebrating backstage and the Lash Legends like, do you realise what just happened? Uh, and it's good to reiterate this point, to be fair. You've just beaten the NXT champion and the most successful North American champion in the same match in one fell swoop. Um, and then in comes Tyler Biet, and he's like, oh, I've been away. Have you won the cup back? Uh, and Aura, Aura Mensa is like, huh, what have you been, living under a rock? And uh, Tyler Bates is like, oh, don't we all metaphorically live under rocks? What? How's this going to get over? <laughs> he's been on a meditation retreat. This is your thing. Meditation, great. Uh, you ever been to Tibet? What? Huh? <laughs> And he goes, but he basically tricks Noam Dyer. So you're the champ? Yeah. You've beaten everyone you faced? Yeah. Sounds like you could do with a fresh opponent. Challenge accepted. Noam Dyer never actually officially challenged him. And then I love the graphic later. It was like, next week, Tyler Bate, Noam Dyer for the Heritage Cup. in like, not really the Heritage Cup. Yeah. But hey, this gets us closer to potential Noam Dyer, Nathan Fraser. Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Tyler Bate, triple threat. Yeah, yeah. okay. Also something the Heritage Cup rules. Oh, for fuck. I forgot about that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always what, like, the stupidest thing of all time. Well, it's, uh, it's not, but it's, uh, I hate it. Yeah. God, what would it be like? Sige, I've got us tickets to the World Cup final. Wow. Oh, thanks, Wilborn. But, um, not gonna, in guitar, of course. It's going to be a goal kick every 30 seconds. What? Why? <laughs> right. Really like what came next. I don't know if you did, though. <laughs> oh, God, this is absolutely terrible. This was amazing, right? <laughs> he says, uh, um, conflict with new members is not uncommon, but it can be resolved with an open heart. But insubordination and disobedience are toxic. Hang on. What, the, what was the first thing he said? Don't do the voice. Conflict with new members is not uncommon. Why, well, why is that? It should be absolutely... <laughs> harmony. Complete harmony. Like a new arrangement. I've met a new maid. I've met a new uh, bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best bit. It's yeah. the first bit. But it can be resolved with an open heart, Sige. Um, insub insubordination and disobedience are toxic to the roots and must be eradicated. Um, two among them, there's loads of people in the... Cheating masks. Um, out of, which out they kept calling nowhere. gold, and I was like, I mean, they're yellow, but okay. <laughs> right. Two among them have abandoned their values and pose a direct threat to the sanctity of the jism. Uh, Mick Jagger and Robbie Fowler are it's like, they're fizzing. And Joe's like, nah, calm down. We're doing, we're doing due diligence here for this interrogation. Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's a rock's daughter, uh, says... Um, week after week, the masks have been around, but two of them put their hands and that is unacceptable. We'll just unmask you one by one. Uh, and then after that, so just some 
probably people who feature on who feature on a what culture list in about five years' time take some masks off. Yeah. We've no idea who they are. They got told to leave. One of them takes the mask off. <laughs> Love that. What a twist. And they're like, you're not part of this. Fuck off. Basically. And then there's there's nice work if you can get that. Yeah. He's done now. He's come out. Oh, um, your book tonight, Ickerman. Oh, cool, yeah. You got your jacket? Yeah. That's all we need. Good. <laughs> so there's like three left, and one of them doesn't look like they're in the Creed Brothers, effectively. So they go, right, you leave. Um, and uh, they call the last two down. They accuse them of being the Creed Brothers. They attack them. They rip the masks off. It's not the Creed's. Where are the Creed's? They're at the beach, Sid. They're on the tron. They're all oiled up. They got sun cream on. Wait a second. Where is it? Go on. Uh, Julius Creed's physique. Wear trunks from now on, please. Yeah. Brutus, Brutus and, Creed's. You know, oil yourself up. Brutus Creed's entire beach look. Oh my God. <laughs> They're at the beach. They're like, you thought it was us? We've not done that. The UFOs must have fried your brains. Do <laughs> uh, we have a. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Zeitgeist heist. <laughs> The UFO oh, earrings. Yeah. Son of a bitch. We should bring that game back, because wasn't that one the other week as well? Yeah. But what was it? It was NXT two weeks ago, so who the <laughs> f*** knows? But, yeah. you know, there was one. There definitely was one. Oh, no, didn't you call it? It was... Oh, no, it, was, it wasn't on Raw we were doing this, where it was like Corey Graves talked about something. Who was going to talk about X? X, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. it. Anyway... We should bring back Zeitgeist Heist the next time we do it, which I will not be here for a while. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a lot of August off. Eventually. It'll all all come back together, guys, and there'll be a a reward for sticking with us at the end of it. Yes. So, yeah, the Creeper's like, we lost. We've gone. We're having the time of our lives. We've been to the beach. We've been to the pyramids. We've We've been been to Easter Island. Don't they look like the masks? Absolutely bobbins. <laughs> but our favourite place is, is to be is the beach in... And they go to say it together, and one says Hawaii, and one says Fiji. But, but they're definitely not in Orlando. They're not even close. Uh, and then they disappear off the Tron, and um, <laughs> Pat confirmed, basically, after that. Excellent. <laughs> We're in space. I can't breathe. The Green Brothers. Sorry, the... Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger are like, well, I'm just going to kill these two guys then if they're not here. Um, but Gacy stops them and tells the Chisholm worldwide <laughs> to bring him the creeds. Do you know what's going to happen, don't you? They, You know what's going to happen? I'm going to say this now because I'm not here on Tuesday next week. Excuse me, birthday. Still, actually, Yeah, there's still time actually to send me presents if you want to do that. You, what culture's dress is available, you know? You just, or if you know what you think, oh, what do you get the man who's about to become a dad? And, oh, we don't know what, what he's on, his baby shower list. Blah, blah, blah. Just send me money. Just put money in an envelope. And don't send do that, man. <laughs> don't actually do that, obviously. Do you remember that person who was like, I was going to send you my, like, weekly money from, like, like my pocket money or whatever. Don't do don't that. Don't do that. Spend it on anything else. Not anything else. There's limits. But don't say, I'm joking, of course. 
Michael Sidgwick, I know you didn't like this, right? But Gacy wants the creeds. He's ordered the kids in World Raid to find them. They're going to take influence from the greatest film franchise of all time. I know what's going to happen with this. What? What's the greatest film franchise of all time? You think it's Mission Impossible. It is Mission Impossible, correct. In Mission Impossible 2, what happens when they think, when you think, oh no, Ethan's going to, spoilers, it came out about 20 years ago, Ethan's going to die. When he's like, oh, I don't think he's going to be able to talk, boss, I think I broke his jaw, right? And he's like, this is getting your gun off. I love that film, I watched it again recently, that's why I can quote it, I my head. And he, oh no, Ethan's dead. But wait a second, reveal, that's not actually Ethan. Ethan was the other guy and he's wearing a mask. And da, 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 da. The Creeds are going to bring in the Creeds. Just two blokes who look a bit like them. And they go, there you go, Joe Gacy. Why you kick their ass? When his back's turned, boom, Creed Brothers going to screw with the kids again. Okay. That's, I'm, I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? Not necessarily, no. Not necessarily. I personally do not care. This or, oh my God, what if, oh my God, what if double bluff? So people beaten down in masks, people escorting them in masks. Jo- Joe Gacy is going to go, I think that you've pretended these guys are the Creeds and he's going to attack the guys that have brought them. But actually, the Creeds were the ones that you thought would be, be- oh my God. Jesus Christ, I'm not sure if I can handle this. I can't handle this, so let's talk. It was absolutely nonsense. I can't even get on board with it. They were at the beach. They were at Easter Island. I want, next week, the Creed Brothers on vacation. I want I want video. Because that would be fun. Don't, don't tell me that's not going to be fun. Brutus Creed cannonballing off the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Shut <laughs> up, man. Cora Jade's quit. That's what happened next. She just stormed into the locker room and went, I've had enough of this. I'm off. Bollocks this fan mail. Who's still sending Cora Jade fan mail? She's been horrible for the last six months. Have you seen a YouTube comment section? Oh, is there? It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Bear with us for this live experiment. Wilborn, what I want you to do right now is go onto YouTube. Okay. And I want you to type in Cora Jade, but I don't Cora want... Cora Jade, but. Okay, got it. I want you to type in Cora Jade, comma, one T, but. Nothing from, like, the official WWE channel. Um, I want to go for the people who lurk in the uh, the pirated uh, video. Okay, so this, uh, that's, that's literally Cora Jade. Actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait there for the, sorry for the dead audio. You coming over? I'm coming over, right, I'm trying to think of one. Cora Jade badass entrance? Yeah. Yeah? Get a couple up. <laughs> I think that you've already done that in the comments. There's 30, there are 33 comments. I bet you there's a horny one in there. Uh she would fit perfectly with the OC. Please, Daddy Triple H, make it happen. Oh, yeah. There he is, little Robert. Oh, she got fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Thunderstorm always has been. 
someone's just writing boo. So I suppose it works, a heel turn. We'll do one more, because that wasn't quite I filthy do, enough. Do you know what I'm going to go? I'm going to go on X. I feel like that's a better... Uh, if I find, like, a Cora Jade. Cora Jade. There must be a, a thirst... Is it what the kids call a thirst trap? You reckon? Probably. Oh, oh God. This is really dangerous. Oh, why are people... Why are people the way that they are? <laughs> let's let's have a little little look round. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not reading out. It's. I mean, there's so many comments actually on these pictures of Cora Jade that you found. Oh, hang on one second. Uh, sexy Cora Jade looking absolutely incredible. Her body all suntanned looks so hot and yummy. Brombreaker is one lucky man. Mm. So she does get. She's the sexiest small woman on the planet. The sexiest smallest woman on the planet. Oh, this this is true. The generation of Mama Cory Jade. Mummy Cora. Oh. Oh God. Oh, f- Cora Jade and Red and Red is sexy. <laughs> Why are people like this? Sid? So I think she gets fan mail. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, probably best you didn't open it, if anything. That's what we got someone's name. Yep. Mommy Cora Jade, like 20? Why do you want it to be your mommy? Danny Moore's been on. Oh, yeah. At Cora Jade. He's not at it. He's put at space Cora space Jade, so that's not going to (laughs) work. At Cora Jade. Oh, sorry. At Cora Jade WWE. Hi, sexy. Thank you for having sex with me last night. (laughs) (laughs) There, look. You haven't got the best friggin' bit. Go on, yeah. This is Danny Moore. Okay. At space, Cora, space, Jane, space, WWE. (laughs) Hi, sexy. Thank you for having sex white me last night, baby. (laughs) By Danny Carlmoor. That's his story. <laughs> yeah, or just in case you're wondering, it was when I say me, I mean Danny Carlmoor. I love that. Oh, well, you're not wrong about the whole um, internet and Cora Jade thing. So she gets fan mail. It's yeah. a, is the moral of the story. Please don't quit. You're great. That's the takeaway from that. Um, next week's show looks goated. We aren't going to have a chance to preview it unless, well, Hamlet does it on his own, basically. Dom versus Dragon Lee for the North American Championship. That's going to be a banger. Got Rey Mysterio in NXT. Awesome. Tyler Beard versus Noam Dar in a Heritage Cup match. Hopefully not on Heritage Cup rules. Well, it will be. Mustafa Ali versus Axiom. No! And Braun versus Goddamn Vaughn. Oh, my God. I can't wait already. Although I will have completely forgotten this by next Tuesday. Of course, me too. Main event time. Yay! And uh, who'd you get for the main event? Oh, yeah, two of the biggest stars in all of uh, professional wrestling right now, the new tag team champions of NXT. Oh, he's coming, mate. Oh, he's going to make oh, me wrapping up man. here. And who, who is the third man to take on all of Gallus? But one, Santos Escobar! Considering his history with the family, it makes so much sense. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Remember when there was like, 
Loser leaves NXT. Oh, God, Legado's lose. They just strut out of the limo. Good, we get to go to the main roster. <laughs> Tell you what, I hated that storyline. Well, how are they even Steven? Like, he's kicked him out of NXT, and then he's asked a favor from him. That's not even Steven. That's, I'm in your debt even more now. Is it not? Or is he, he saying you're not banned from NXT anymore? I thought, you know, your law of Tony D and the family would, you know, have clarified this. Mm. Well, I think that's the, the beauty of cinema. Sometimes you just have to... Like the ambiguity. Yeah. But like Lynchy and ambiguity. <laughs> but I love the fact he came out and he did the hands with the boys. I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> yes! Nostalgia is the most... Uh, slippery... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word I'm looking for here. So it makes a fool of you. Yeah. It's like the the perfect personification of this. Me and Andy were talking about it on a Q&A. Not inaccurate. That's a word I'm looking for. But you remember when Cena came back at the Rumble and everyone went, yeah, wait a second, we hate you. Yeah. That's kind of what it, they just like, you just let sort of stuff slide because of it's Slippery and it's, that's a word. I, it's going to annoy me that I can't think of this word. I remember vividly not liking the storyline. You were absolutely all the way oh, in. yeah. Balls deep. <laughs> and I was like, this is stupid for this reason, this reason. I hadn't really got the... I hadn't really got into the right mindset for NXT at that point, I don't think. Um, but even I was like, you know, mm. this is goaded. <laughs> this is absolutely goaded. Uh, and Gallus can't believe what they're seeing as he walks out with them. Uh, and the babyface trio clear the ring, clean house. We go to a break. When we come back, Stax has been isolated. Uh, but he manages to get over to the corner to Santos, who runs wild. Looks awesome. Uh, there's a great face-off. Misleading! go. I <laughs> just love the idea of you just sitting up in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. Misleading. There it is. Uh, yeah, Escobar runs wild. Uh, he hits an avalanche Frankensteiner off the top rope on Mark Coffey. Oh, my God. Makes sense why he's gone up to the main roster, to be perfectly honest. He should never have been on NXT. He's one of those. Just too good to start with. And you had... One job after everything we've said, right? I'd have let it slide. I wouldn't have even brought it up. The whole laughing at the tag champs being beaten down or not getting one of the prominent guys on this show's name rights on several occasions. It's four words. There's actually only three unique words in it. And Booker T messed up the name. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Bada bing, bada boom, and he said it the wrong way around. I think the whole point of that phrase as well is this is so easy to say. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Bada bing, there's your up, bada boom. Satisfactory conclusion. He's like, bada boom, bada bing. What? How have you messed that up? Anyway, they hit um, that uh, finish on coffee. I can't remember which one. One, two, three. Who cares? Yeah. They win. And they celebrate. I tell you what. The thing about Gallus is that it's one of those things that it shouldn't work. Every match of theirs has an inherent stakes and drama that belies how tedious they are because you want them to lose yeah. so they can no longer be tedious as much or at a high level in longer title matches. So hit the secret genius behind Gallus, an editorial coming to you on whatculture.com slash WWE imminently. I'll go and pitch that to Murray and see what he says. Yeah, I love I can't wait to watch his reaction. Um, so yeah, a victory for... The family and their their new member, or temporary member, let's say, in Santos Escobar, he's kind of busy. He's off to fight Austin Theory, not at SummerSlam, but uh, hopefully taking the title off him nonetheless. Yes. Um, the boys have won. God, it'd be nice if he could 
Can you hear anything? Um, well, before we finish up here, the show uh, NXT closed with a uh, video promo from Ilya Dragunov on Trick Williams. He says, you're not done with me, Trick Williams. I'm not done with you. You're... Begins next week. And I'm going to terminate you entirely. Jesus. It's elements of this video package. The editing made him look like a killer. And then elements of it made him look like a cringeworthy, intense edge lord. Yep. I got both the vibes The dichotomy. The duality, sorry. But we oh. love Samilia after what they did at that show. So he just kicks out. You, he's one of your new favorites, isn't he? In the ring. Yeah. In the Yes, I should clarify in, that. In the ring. Well. Um, it's we weird. We have it. This has been the uh, the NXT review, I suppose. Uh, no. Uh, you can follow all of us on X at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Anything? Subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get uh. your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be back later on today. To preview AW Dynamite 200, of course. I don't know why I've held up my hand to say five. <laughs> do the, the, can, you can't yeah, do yeah, it. Oh, oh, well, this has been the uh, NXT review. Sadly, without uh, a special guest. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah, Just made it time. Just made it time. Yeah, guys, I did it. Yes, Dax, you made it. No, Willie, I did it. Yeah, no, you said you, the other day you're a tactic champion. No, Sidney, I did it. I watched the second movie. Ah, oh, did you? I watched The Godfather Part 2. Did you know there was a second Godfather movie? I'm going to... There's a third as well. What? If it's anything like the second Godfather movie, it's going to be even better. Oh, I do hope the director's daughter's in this third one. <laughs> huh? Huh? So, CG, I was running a little bit late. I watched the Godfather Part 2. I see two movies now. Godfather Part 2. Godfather Part, two. Uh, Godfather part 3. I'm going to have to try and get the box set, I suppose. But uh, I think like what I could uh, t- tell you some jokes, some questions, some questions I'd tell you some jokes about today. I was thinking about jokes about threesomes, to be honest, on the way in. Why? Because we were a threesome, me, Tony D, and oh, Santos. Right, okay. but, you should have uh, done that. Maybe oh. we'll save that for future, future uh, time. Because, Sige, I thought, why do I do my jokes about it? It's always topical stuff. Well, Santos Escobar is, of course, in the Latino world Order. So I thought I'd uh, tell you some jokes about one of the things. Uh, n- n- what? what? Sitch, what is the goddamn deal with the Wilds? Uh, oh, thank God, Stacks. I thought we were going to get into stereotype territory for a moment there. Uh, the world is the planet with on which we live. Uh-huh. And more pressingly, often ignored, Stacks, with which we live. Oh. Very true, that Sidge. Yeah, you're quite right, Sidge. And uh, I figured I'd make some jokes about that as well because I am uh, one half of the NXT World Tag Team Champions. Correct, huh? correct. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's the planet. We are all born on it. We're all fated to die on it. But it's on. We're not on. It should be with for mm. me because a world in perfect balance is, you know, something I've never experienced in my lifetime, you know, socially. Uh, in terms of nature, geopolitics, technology, it's all gone a bit wrong, Stacks. Um, 
So what's the deal with the world? We live on it. We should live with it. So true, Sigi. You know, my penis was in the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records, you know. <laughs> then the librarian asked me to take it out and put the book back on the goddamn shelf. <laughs> See, Stacks, your humor lights up the world. Yeah. So sometimes when it feels broken, damaged, nature really needs to heal. You help it heal. Thanks, guy. I goddamn love this podcast. Looks like you kind of need a third person presenting as well, because uh, how long is this chair been goddamn empty for, huh? Well, you know, yeah, I think he works part-time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need an extra person to talk about SmackDown or whatever. Do you like SmackDown? I, 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 might, I might let you in. Know. I, I liked SmackDown when I was on it the other goddamn week. Huh? Well, those pretty deadly lads. They kept that quiet. Anyway, three questions, three jokes for you, Sidge, all about the wild. Sidge, question number one. Joke yeah. number one. Yep. What is the tallest building in the wild? Oh, maybe this is more of a stat. Is it the Burj Khalifa? Is that right? Um, is it the Empire State Building? I'll go with the Empire State Building. Okay. Good. It's not right. What is the tallest building in the wild? The library, because it's got the most stories. Ah, the most stories. Yes. Read a story. There's no story. Will, Willborn, Willborn. Next jokes. We have to guess because there's all, he doesn't do facts. Yeah, he's a comedian. Tricked us there. Sage Willie. Question two. Joke two. What is the fastest growing city in the world? Ooh, now. Uh, I know what this is. It's. Uh, it's a city in Ireland that's always Dublin. That's right, it's the capital of Ireland because it's always goddamn Dublin. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe somewhere in, like, Asia. They've got a very, you know, fast-growing population. But I remember it's not facts. It's jokes. Jokes, it now. Was... Sage, final question for you. You know, you said our world is uh, Earth. Yes. Oh, you referenced uh, a planet. Why... <laughs> You're looking excited about this joke. Yeah, I've been planning this one for a while. Sige, why? Why? Whenever I take a goyle home, <laughs> is there a danger of losing a planet in our solar system? Huh? Right, well, let's think about this, okay. Um, Is it like, you know, like when they qualified Pluto as like a dwarf planet? Uh, is that no, 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 I think I might have this. Okay. I think I might have this. So, I think, is it a pun on a band? So, you've got Mercury, Venus, we've also got Mars. Ah. And maybe Stacks last 30 seconds in but, bed. Great. So, um, what was the setup again? Why, whenever I take a Goyle home, picture that, is there a danger of losing a planet in our solar system? Because it only takes 30 seconds to f*** Mars. <laughs> That's good, Sigi. But it's not right. Why? Whenever I take a goyle home, <laughs> is there a danger of losing a planet in our solar system? Because <laughs> they always promise, sir. Uh, I'm going to destroy Uranus. See you guys. Is that pleasant? 
Stacks, Stacks. Too late. Bye, Bye Stacks. It's been the NXT review. My thanks to Sitch Stacks. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.